0: From the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. A packed, packed, busy show today. So much to talk about, including multiple data breaches being reported. A bunch of news around DDoS that I'm sure are going to keep us all thinking that this problem, will it or is it ever going to go away? And finally, a new kill chain and a 2022 look back at all the zero days we've encountered as practitioners. So all of that on this morning's show, including a brand new episode of CISO Talk later today with my good friend Olivia Rose. And I've got a special about 20, 30 second preview of that episode to share with y'all here. Um, So um we'll we'll do a coffee cup cheers we'll go through a few stories i'll then share that CISO talk episode just so you guys get a preview of the awesome episode we recorded uh together um and we'll continue the show so bear with us good morning everyone tuning in live on facebook linkedin youtube twitter and twitch go make sure to subscribe find us on your favorite podcast listening platform give us a five star rating we do appreciate it and here we go gang let me grab my double espresso coffee cup cheers The NBA is alerting some fans after a third-party service provider was hacked. The NBA spokesperson has not responded to questions about what service provider it was or when the uh, hack took place. However, they are trying to help those affected. They were made aware of that an unauthorized third-party gained access to the IT systems of an NBA service provider for mobile app and email communications. As a result, copies of names and email addresses of some NBA fans were captured The NBA were notified of the incident on March 8th. There's no impact whatsoever to the NBA system or to the assets held securely at the NBA. The league immediately took action to contain the issue, identify those impacted, and communicate potential risks and next steps. It's just names and email addresses. It's really not a big deal. The, The big deal would be if there was any payment information, social security number, and so forth. Obviously, they can fish these people and pretend to be from the NBA. So communicating to them this issue and letting them know is critical but i have yet to see anything here that would cause me to lose any sleep over this specific issue and, and the nba would need to reevaluate its its contract and its position with set service provider based on what that investigation finds as being the uh, entry point and the result and the forthcoming uh, data breach so we'll 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 see that Ferrari is also disclosing that they too are going through a data breach. This after they've received a ransom demand. Ferrari has disclosed a data breach following a ransom demand, which was received after attackers gained access to some of the company's IT systems. Ferrari in a statement sent a letter to customers saying, we're going to inform you of a cyber incident at Ferrari where a threat actor was able to access a limited number of systems in our IT environment while the luxury Italian, uh, Luxury sports car uh, maker said the attackers gain access to its network and the attackers demanded a ransom not to leak the stolen data from its systems. Ferrari has yet to disclose whether it was a ransomware attack or just an extortion attempt. This was done at the Ferrari in uh, Ferrari SPA, which is the wholly owned Italian subsidiary of Ferrari that got the note upon receipt of the ransom demand. They've started an investigation and collaborating with, with several folks. So far, Ferrari has yet to find evidence that payment details, bank account information, or other sensitive payment information was accessed or stolen. The data exposed thus far is name addresses, email addresses, and telephone numbers. Now, here's where the risk is to Ferrari. These are all customers that own Ferraris, which are very expensive cars and highly sought after by car thieves. You know, kind of speaking from an Intel perspective, you're going to look at that information you're going to sell it to car thief rings who now know who has the Ferrari, where the Ferrari is, and they can go get it. So that's just something here with, with the impact of a Ferrari uh, and, and this breach that's a, that's a bit beyond everything everything else there, folks. So something to keep in mind as well. Criminals steal over $1.6 million in crypto from the uh, general Bitcoin ATMs using a zero-day flaw. The general Bytes uh, Bitcoin ATM maker General Bytes has disclosed that an unidentified threat actor stole cryptocurrency from hot hot wallets by exploiting a zero-day security flaw in its software. The attacker was able to upload his own Java application remotely via the master service interface used by the terminals to upload videos and run it as a bad user privilege, the company said. The attacker scanned the DigitalOcean cloud hosting IP address space, identified running CAS services on port 7441 and uh, including the general uh, bytes uh, cloud service and other GB ATM operators running their service on DigitalOcean. The company said that the server to which the malicious Java application was uploaded was by default configured to start applications uh, present in the deployment folder. In doing so, the attacker allowed the threat actor to access the database, read and decrypt API keys used to access funds in hot wallets and exchanges, send funds from the wallets, download username, password, hashes, and turn off two-factor authentication and even access terminal event logs. It also warned that its own cloud service, as well as other operators' standalone servers, were infiltrated as a result of the incident, prompting the company to shutter the service altogether. About uh, 56 bitcoins were, were taken around one and a half million dollars there 36 000 in ethereum and about 96 000 in litecoin were all taken from the uh from the atm and this happened to be in august of last year so we'll we'll see how this kind of boils in terms of trust in 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 crypto that's definitely there so later today we air a brand new episode of sysotalk and I'm hosting the magnificent, amazing Olivia Rose on the show. We've pre-recorded this episode, obviously, like I do most CISO Talk podcasts. They're not live shows like this one. And I just want to give you a 20-second preview. For those those watching, we we, we sing. We literally sing. And so here, Olivia's on the hot seat. And, well, I'll just let this do its thing. This episode will be live at 1 p.m. Eastern today um, on your favorite platforms. So go check it out. Here it is. Um, the Tel Aviv song. You're my beauty. No, no. I'm your beauty. You're Omer my Adam. beauty. Welcome to you're my the, beauty. I'm your beast. Welcome to Tel Aviv. Aviv yeah, Habibi. Tel Aviv. Ya Habibi Tel Aviv. Come I'm a little Oh, Hi, hi. Call I. I. Someone told me podcast and they got Omer Adam. So that's This episode of Sister Talk with Olivia Rose, a lot, a lot of fun. Go check it out today, 1 p.m. Eastern, live here on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. You can also find it on your favorite podcast listening platform. We sung in Hebrew. That's right. But we talked a lot about leadership as well in the show. We covered a whole slew of topics from neurodiversity in the workforce to going from a sister to visa. So kind of is the grass greener on the other side. So tune in, an awesome episode. We'll continue today's show with this. The Mirai uh, criminal uh, gang is using GoLang to create a bigger, badder DDoS botnet. The new Hinata bot, which is being created, can get to it's packing about three terabits worth of uh, DDoS speed, making it far more efficient and able to create much, much more damage. Mirai being one of the notorious botnets in circulation since the mid-2010s, it uses IoT devices like routers and cameras to hit targets with with massive amounts of traffic to distribute denial-of-service attacks. Some of its most notorious attacks were against the French technology firm OVH, the government of Liberia, and DNS provider DIN, an attack that touched websites like Twitter reddit github cnn and a whole lot more a new report from akamai notes that the Hinata bot has only been de- in deployment since mid-january despite that according to initial tests, it's pack it's it packs an order of magnitude more powerful than its predecessor reaching more than three terabytes of traffic flow in its heyday the Mirai botnet managed to flood its victims with hundreds of gigabytes per second up to 623 gigabits for the krebs on security website and nearly one uh, one essentially terabit against ovh as, as as noted before so didos is obviously making uh, a comeback they're choosing golang for a whole slew of reasons and you can need the whole write up in the show notes you should check that out and then the shell shellbot didos malware is now targeting po- poorly managed linux ssh servers linux ssh servers now those Shellbot, who's also known as Perlbot, is a DDoS bot malware developed in Perl and characteristically uses the IRC protocol to communicate with the CNC server. Shellbot is installed on servers that have weak credentials, but only after threat actors make use of a scanner malware to identify systems that have SSH port 22 open. You want to make sure that port is shut down if you don't need it. and If you do need it, you want to monitor it uh, heavily. This specific DDoS attack exfiltrates harvest um. Exfiltrate harvested information um, as well as the DDoS attack. So, another thread coming from DDoS set your front yard on fire and come in through the back door. That's what Shellbot does, and it's taking advantage of weak credentials again. Mitigate it using the uh, port shutting down port 22. Criminals mostly targeted Microsoft, Google, and Apple zero days in 2022. Criminals continue to target zero-day vulnerabilities and malicious campaigns. Researchers are reporting that 55 zero-days were actively exploited last year, many targeting Microsoft, Google, and Apple products. In fact, most of the vulnerabilities, 53 out of 55, enabled the attackers to either gain elevated privileges or perform remote code execution on vulnerable devices. Zero-day vulnerabilities are security weaknesses in software products that are publicly disclosed or exploited before a developer knows about it or releases a fix they are considered extremely valuable for hackers because exploiting them is easy and stealthy since there's no protection measures or specific monitoring to track and stop the attacks according to mandian if you take a look china and north korea are predominantly responsible for many of the cyber espionage campaigns while china russia and cyber crime gangs were after the financial game gain with four additional Type of zero days being behind the financial gain in in total. In 2021, threat actors exploited 80 zero days. So that number is is significantly down from year over year. Of the 55 we see CVEs that are being taken advantage of and kind of the impact there, including the Surface Firewall, Cisco, iOS, Trend, Micro Solar Winds, Zoho Manage Engine, Application Delivery and Load Balancer and 40Net 40 OS. And if you look at zero day by vendors. Microsoft leads. Microsoft leads the way with 18, Google with 10, Apple with nine, and then Fortinet, Mozilla, Sophos, Trend Micro, and Zimbra each with two. Adobe, Atlassian, Cisco, Mitel, SolarWinds, Zoho, QNAP, and Citrix each, respectively, with one zero-day being actively exploited last year. Keep your eye on those. Meta has now come up and unveiled a new ten-phase kill chain model that it believes is more inclusive and more effective than the existing one from Lockheed Martin in 2011. Lockheed Martin 1 had, about seven, had seven stages, reconnaissance, weaponization, delivery, exploitation, installation, C2, and action on objectives. The new kill chain has 10 different phases, acquiring assets, disguising assets, gathering information, coordinating and planning, testing platform defenses, evading detection, indiscriminate engagement, targeted engagement, compromising assets, and enabling longevity. I have yet to read the full report on this, by the way. I do know that one of the uh, gentlemen, I believe a gentleman by the name of Eric Hutchins, who was at Lockheed Martin with the original Lockchain was part of the uh, Kill Chain, sorry, was part of this one as well as he's now employed at Meta. So we'll see where where that goes. I'll obviously do a whole write-up on it. I'll put it on our blog here in the next few weeks. I'll I'll let everyone know when I have that blog out. Um, I'll have a blog out tomorrow on the fbi ic3 report and some of the hidden numbers behind it and what does it mean and what can we all do to address the 10.3 billion dollars worth of cybercrime affecting americans every uh that affected americans in 2022 and could we potentially put a dent in that number that blog post will be out later today the Ciso talk podcast with olivia rose you guys if you've just tuned in uh, you missed that preview go and check it out Uh, absolutely fun fun episode with so many great uh, leadership nuggets olivia is a blast to have on the show go and check that out that airs at 1 p.m eastern today we'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m with all the latest until then please make sure to subscribe follow us and you can always send us uh, story tips on our website at cyberhotpodcast.com or dm me on linkedin or find me on twitter at the real james azar until then have a great rest of your day and most importantly stay cyber safe